0: It is a technological world of Blaine Kylo. You can find him at solocore.com, at solocore on Twitter. Blaine, if you had to pick a hobby, and you're kind of in mega dad mode, so that's a tough one.
1: Video um, games?
0: Yeah, is it video games, or would you do the skiing thing, or what, what would you do?
1: Oh, no, you have to have multiple hobbies, because you never know what the context is. So disc mm. sports have become a hobby again. Video mm. games, totally. I'm big into sort of pop culture and media, so lots of book reading, lots of movies, things like that. Uh, Can I have all the hobbies?
0: You can have all. You can collect them all, buddy. You can have them all. They're all
1: yours. I I choose that. All right.
0: Very cool stuff. Thanks for being here, Buds. Great to see you. And um, some good snow in the mountains you were talking about on the West Coast, hey?
1: Oh, yeah. Like almost two meters in the last couple of weeks. It just keeps falling, and it means that... We didn't have the greatest beginning of the season, but it looks like we're going to have a really good end of the season and they'll probably have to shut down the lifts. While there's still tons of, this happens at Sunshine and Louise all the time. There's still lots of snow there, but nobody's skiing because it's June and who skis in June. So right. even though there's snow, they can't justify the expense of running the lifts.
0: Right. And uh, although Canada Day can be fun every now and then, a little Canada Day skiing in,
1: that's kind of that fun. Would be That would be awesome.
0: It's cool stuff. All right, Blaine Kylo and solocore.com. Let's get started with the games because the return to dreamland uh, on the switch is where we're starting.
1: Yeah, Kirby's back. This is a remake of 2011's return to dreamland. So that was on the Wii. This is on the Nintendo switch. Uh, Nice to have it on there. Graphics have been updated. So it's nice in HD. The thing that made return to dreamland fun is it it was actually a multiplayer experience. So one of the things that's fun about Kirby, thats he's a little sort of pink cloud-like monster. And he inhales or swallows or eats things like enemies, and then he copies their abilities. And so that's how you sort of solve the puzzles and navigate the environments and defeat the little enemies in Kirby games is Kirby swallows them and takes their powers and then uses those powers to do things. And so that's fun in and of itself. But when you can play with three other people, you get this little couch co-op going and playing Kirby is even more fun because you can combine the abilities of Kirby and the other three characters as you're playing with your friends to do all kinds of different things. So that's really fun. You might have a conflict over who gets to play Kirby because not all four people play Kirby. Only one does. So if there's going to be a conflict, that's where it's going to be because everybody wants to be Kirby. Um, the deluxe edition that is the Nintendo Switch here, it keeps that cooperative play. It adds additional gameplay in the form of an epilogue where you actually take on the guys of Magalore, who is a character that drives the narrative of the game. And the other thing that's a part of this are 10 mini games, kind of like the Mario Party games that you can play. There are 10 of them that are a part of Return to Dreamland. And there's a lot of really fun competition among you and your three friends in those mini games, simple things, easy to do, kind of fun. Return to Dreamland Deluxe. That's a good excuse to get together with friends.
0: I like it. You know what they need to do? Kirby just needs a
1: brother like Mario. Yes. Well, uh, happy Mario Day on Friday to all those who celebrate. Do you know why Friday is Mario Day, Shane?
0: Uh, I try. I, I, I have to be honest. I looked at that and I was like March 10th, 10 March, 3, 10, 4, 20, And then I was off. Work. <laughs> yeah, the 420 kind of ends
1: it right yep. there, right? Yep. Uh, well, we usually abbreviate March as Mar and 10, of course, one zero I O. So Mario. Ah, Mario, March 10th is Mario Day. Uh, everybody should do some Mario playing on Friday, I think.
0: Mm Hmm. I think Ryan O'Donnell should do his Mario for us because that's just the way this thing works best.
1: I want to hear it. Okay, hold on. Let me get in the pizza. This is Ray Blaine. You know when you do this to your kids, you're like
0: you're at a party with everybody, and you're like, "Hey, do that thing you do," and your kids have to do it in front of everyone. Play
1: that piano song. Yeah, just just a a circus sideshow. That's all I am to
0: you. Hey, anyway. Yep. Mario, it's me. Yeah, pretty
1: good. (laughs) That's (laughs) see, that's pretty good. Dance, give, Ryan. Chris, dance. Give, give Chris Pratt a run for his money.
0: Uh, okay, Blaine Kylo's here. It's the shift. Uh, VR stuff still on your list.
1: Well, yeah, because I've got, like, all of these VR games in the library, and the kids and I are slowly making our way through the entire library. So this is what we played this week. Jurassic World Aftermath, where you're literally dropped onto Isla Nublar, and the dinosaurs are loose. And so that's kind of interesting. Um, It's another one of these on-rails things where you don't have complete free reign, but you have things to look around at and explore, and you get jump scares with the raptors coming out at you. Tentacular is, this is a really fun, lighthearted game, actually. You're an octopus, and you were abandoned at birth, and you were raised by a seaside village. And so really, your experience playing this is, all you really see are your tentacle arms waving around as you're catching things and doing things that the villagers ask you to do kind of crazy and fun tetris effect connected this is tetris we've all played tetris Mm -hmm. in a vr space so the blocks are literally dropping in front of your face and you're manipulating them and because it's tetris effect connected it means that you can actually play against other people from around the world so this is competitive tetris kind of fun and the other one that i played is called Thumper. And this is a rhythm game. Some of these rhythm games are, are really appealing in VR because they get you moving and because they can really provide you with that visual experience. And this felt like I was traveling through a wormhole the entire time. The visual sensations were really quite striking. And the whole time you've got these, um, sort of electronica synth, uh, music tracks that are playing and you've got to make actions in time with with the beats of the music. And so you've got the music and the visuals all working together and getting a workout at the same time. Thumper was kind of fun. I liked it.
0: Cool. Starfield. Uh, we have a date when it's going to be out.
1: Yeah, finally. Um, it was, this is kind of a bit of a delay when they said, when Bethesda said earlier that they were going to push this until 2023, people were hoping it was going to be spring and it's not spring. It's actually fall. September 6th is the release date for this. We're going to give them a break on this because the expectation is that with more time, it's going to mean a better game. And this is a pretty highly anticipated space exploration RPG from the developers that brought us the Fallout series and the Elder Scrolls games. And so they kind of own the fantasy environment, they kind of own the futuristic shooter environment. Are they also going to own the space exploration games? Uh, My bet is on yes, because Bethesda hasn't let us down yet.
0: Hmm. Okay, cool. This sounds good. Good stuff for everyone to check out. RPG role player game, right?
1: It is. And it's expansive. So it's the kind of thing that you can play. I mean, there are people who played Skyrim for 300 hours and they still play it. These are games that will go on and on and you create the experience that you want to create. So if this is as big as an expansive as um, Todd Howard, the designer of the game is promising, uh, this is something that that you'll be playing for a while. It also, because September 6th, you know what that means? A lot of people are gonna be missing the first few days of school.
0: Oh, I see slackers. Oh, all those video games slackers. Blaine Kylo is here, solocore.com iPhone 14 um, coming out uh, in pretty colors, which I thought was just the most magnificent of marketing that they did when they t- when they talked about it going green and how green the iPhone 14 was. It turned out same as all other iPhones, just was colored green, and they're kind of doing it again.
1: But such a pretty green! It was such a nice color of green, and they're doing it again this year. So this is a refresh on the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 plus they Apple announced this week that these are being released in a really nice shade of yellow. And this is not like a lemon yellow or a fluorescent yellow or a banana yellow. It's a really actually beautiful daffodil yellow. I quite like it. I wouldn't have normally thought that I might be in the market for a yellow phone, but I would carry this phone around. It's quite striking. Same phone, same iPhone 14, just a really nice yellow color.
0: It's kind of it, it matches nicely with the Goldie trim. Um, it's it's very bright. Um, you're probably not going to lose it sitting on the couch, which is a benefit. But Unless I do believe the they have kinds. the iMac in yellow too, right? Like they have all kinds of colors of iMac again.
1: Yeah, they have sort of branched out a little bit, but they they kind of stay within color palettes. And so the when they came out with the green last year, that was a bit like, oh well, we haven't had that before, and. Now we've got this really nice yellow. So moving into some of these nice pastels, I'm for it. I like it. Um, Pre-orders open on Friday, and the phones themselves will be available on March 14th next week.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. All right, Blaine Kylo here. It's the shift. One last touch, even though technically it's already tomorrow. It's not where you are. It's still technically uh, International Women's Day as we have this conversation. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I I think it's just important to recognize it. Happy International Women's Day to everyone out there, um, women in particular, and those allies who support them and uplift them. Um, This year, International Women's Day's theme was all about equity. And in the technological fields, that's where there really isn't gender equity in a lot of ways. So being... Mindful and knowledgeable of that, I think, is important because that's how we can begin to change things. A couple of interesting articles that I've uh, linked to from my website, one from uh, UN Women, which is an organization set up by the UN Nations to deliver programs for women's rights. A really interesting article around um, calling on governments and activists to, to try and create a more inclusive digital world because... Um, women and girls don't have access to technology in a lot of parts of the world the way men do. And that can be a game changer and a differentiator for lives and for education and for learning. Mm-hmm. Um, And in the field of technology, whether we're talking about the creation of the technology or the use of technology, women and girls are often um, don't have the same opportunities. And One way this is really big and noticeable these days, we're always talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning. And that AI that we have in the world right now is inherently biased the way it exists, in part because of the people who are working in the area. They tend to be male. They tend to be white men. And so the AI is biased against people who don't represent them. And the limited data sets that are used to teach the machines, the machine learning is all based on data sets. And if the data sets are overly dominated by males, then females aren't being represented in the same way. And that means that the artificial intelligence that we're using and the machine learning that we're using is inherently biased against females. So that's something that needs to change. Welcome to international women's day, 2023.
0: Let us make the commitment to have the conversation um, the other 364 days of the year as well. I think we can all take that on. Um, Blaine Kahlo, uh, thank you for being here, brother. Great to see you.
1: Lovely. Welcome to March. And uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll see you next week.